0: Hey guys and welcome to our coffee with Alan today. I uh, wanted to talk about um, something that uh, just I feel like is coming up more and more um, as I as I live and, and walk in this in this world, right? As I go about uh, <clears throat> coming to the coffee shop and uh, going to different places, like even even yesterday, uh, a couple times. Gosh, it seems to be coming up more and more and more. But this concept of conduct, how we conduct ourselves in public. <laughs> it seems it seems so so easy so simple like so such a okay we've been te- we teach our kids how to do these, these these kinds of things but how do we conduct ourselves in this world how do we as believers conduct the way that we confront and talk to and interact with people all around us whether you know inside the church out the, outside the church you know we've been talking about this concept of loving one another in the church quite a bit uh, this, I mean, this is what Shift Church is all about. Is is the one another. We, we talk about that. Like we even talked about it yesterday. That you know, Shift Church is all about the one another. It's all about taking the one another passages in Scripture seriously, right? And so yesterday I preached about and, and introduced. Um, how this this article that I read um, <clears throat> in well so it was in my it was in my banking app and uh, in, in the investments thing about Starbucks and it and Starbucks is one of these eleven companies representatives from eleven companies that Insider uh, magazine actually did an interview did interviews with and they said how uh, how fast food workers say that they're facing more harassment than ever and, and than ever before as angry customers lash out in response to rising menu prices. And it's interesting just to, I just had, a, I literally had a conversation this morning about this, and that's why I was like, you know what, I'm, that's what I'm going to talk about on my next Coffee with Alan. It's just, as believers, what it's interesting to think about how um, a, a, an incredible opportunity for witness um, has come up in our society, but just simply being kind to, to uh, every employee, whether you like the company or not, whether you, you know, just how you re, how do you interact with the employee. The waitress, or the barista, or the cashier, or whoever it is, uh, and I know p- there are several people that watch this um, who are cashiers and baristas and customers, or you know, not customers, uh, your retail off, you know, people who work with customers directly, uh, and in, in all of our jobs, we we, we work with people. In um, most of our, I guess, most of our employee uh, ways that we talk with work with people, we work with people, um, and so. I wanted to talk about that today, as just as as an, and process it as we go along, because um, that's what I preached about on Sunday yesterday was this, um, with how angry our our society is becoming. It's become like I said, more and more fast food workers, specifically retail workers, are encountering more angry customers. Uh, this article talks about, you know, even. Um, like you know, people at, at you know Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and Chipotle and how, like even yesterday we went to Chipotle for lunch after church, and uh, we encountered a sign that says outage, and they didn't have the the, the fajita veggies or the, you know, the uh, the pollo asado, which we went <laughs> actually kind of went there to go and try, um, but they didn't have it, and so but it's interesting how, even at Dunkin' Donuts, someone found out that the rest the, you know, their favorite ingredient or favorite whatever wasn't there, and someone jumped the counter. <laughs> to try to like beat the person up, someone pulled a gun on someone at a Starbucks or, or, some, or one of, the, or one of the, these restaurants when they found when they when they you know heard their uh, eleven dollar um, uh, price tag price ticket you know, price tag when they ordered something it was like eleven dollars and they pulled a gun on them. Another person you know just all these different things. Actually, I remember when I was uh, gosh, I think it was a high school. Um, I was at a McDonald's cause I had gotten left behind <laughs> by a group of us, you know, that went to, to Hollywood. And, um, I remember just sitting there in, in the McDonald's waiting for them to come pick me up and, you know, waiting for, the, for the group to come and pick, come back and pick me up because <clears throat> only one person in the group had a cell phone. But, uh, um, uh, no, they had a pager. That's what it was. They had a pager and they got paged and they had to find a phone to call it and then found out long process. 90s, right? Long pro things took longer back then, <laughs> um, versus just a quick text, but uh, yeah, so like someone jumped the counter. I remember being there at McDonald's in Hollywood, and someone jumped the counter and to, in order to beat the person up. and I was like, Why, what in the world is going on? And it seems like you know, in our culture today, more and more and more every day, it seems like people be- are becoming angrier and angrier. And I think, of course, like COVID, you know, really, I think was one thing. I mean, people hadn't been angry before covid right but i think kind of covid it was like this almost like the the, the open the gate wide open and almost like took away a lot of the restraints um for people like because the, the base of the seeing you know people as human kind of dwindled a lot during covid you dehumanize people because they did this or that or did not do this or did not do that you know mass or vaccines or whatever it was you know it's even and it's continuing today and, you know, families are, ve- are being divided. I, I read just re- I read an article the other day <clears throat> talking about how families and relationships are being broken uh, because of people's vaccination status, uh, people's opinions of how they, how they navigated the-, the face masks issue, right? People are being so divided more and more and more, and it's giving people, you know, this whole culture um, is giving people permission to dehumanize each other more and more every day. And it's becoming much more of a problem, and much more of a an opportunity for the church to rise up and be the church and to show themselves to be Christians by humanizing people. If, if anyone in the world is, is meant to humanize people, humans, it's supposed to be believers. It's supposed to be God's people because who created people? Our God. Our God created them, fashioned them. What? After His image, he, God created us, humans in his image what is his image i think we can see a beautiful picture of the image the imago day that we were created in in the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit is the is the full manifestation of the character of god within humanity love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control i think that is when we look to see what is what is the true imago day what is the true image that we were created in as humans look to the fruit of the Spirit. That is who we are created to be. That is how we are created to live. That is the, that is the way in which we were meant to live. <clears throat> and so this the culture in which we are are seeing being raised as more and more a demonic evil culture, um, that, uh, worldwide, um, control, um, hate, anger, uh, division, malice, all the things that you know these lists in the in the old and in, in the New Testament, Paul lists out you know malice and drunkenness and alcoholism, and all and 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 division and slander and and all these different things. Like these are the counter to. I mean, actually, you can see it in the the, the past the scripture passage that talks about the fruit of the spirit. Like, so let's go to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. <clears throat> right before the fruit of the spirit, it sets it up. I'm sorry, Ephesians five. End of, end of Ephesians five. Um, Uh, Oh, not Ephesians, I'm sorry, Galatians. My bad. Galatians, um, end of chapter five. Um, So here's the works of the flesh. Boom, right there. The works of the flesh are obvious sexual morality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, (coughs) which includes new age and occultism, right? Um, and th- this also includes things like, you know, Hinduism and the things that are tied to yoga and, and different elements of, 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 occult- of occultism that are infiltrated all throughout. Uh, like even shoot, like yesterday was May 1st, which is May Day and the May Day poll, like finding these expressions of paganism basically like is, 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 is has a lot of basis in sorcery. Uh, here we go. Hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Selfish ambitions, you know, basically selfishness, like desire, your a desire for, for self, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and any similar, anything similar to all these things, right? Anything like these things. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I love how you know many scholars have been actually looking at this. And seeing that, that this, that word love is actually more, uh, probably has a, has a good chance of actually you know, that's what he was focusing on. The fruit of the spirit is love. And these things that follow this are expressions of that agape love. This is what agape is. This is when you know that what agape is, you know, when you experience it, when you encounter it, how to live it is this is how, this is what agape love is. Joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against this thing, or against such thing there is no law. Um, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. So the, the whole whole thing about, about behind the way that I want I want to go about here this morning or t- today, uh, whenever you're watching this is how do we, how do we live the fruit of, of the spirit? How do we live and walk, you know, keep in step with the Holy spirit, walk by the Holy spirit, live our lives as those who know and encounter God, that we are God's people. What are people, how are people in this world experiencing God through you? Through me um, specifically when it comes to the way that we interact with employees fellow employees or when we go to a business when we go to a coffee shop when we go to a fast-food restaurant when we go to a restaurant in general when we go to somewhere how do we treat the employees because oftentimes in gosh in our Western mindset we treat them basically as slaves like I'm paying you, I'm giving you money, therefore you need to, you need to bend over backwards to make me the customer happy. And when we do that, we dehumanize the person. We forget that the people behind the counter or the person with the employee <coughs> the person with the employee shirt on is a human who doesn't owe you anything. No, so you're doing business with a business, right? And so there are different ways that we, you know, do business with certain businesses, you know, whether we do business with, you know, things like Disney or, or Netflix or decide not to, you know, subscribe to those different things versus like, you know, walking out of a restaurant if we're being treated badly. Like there are there are ways, you, know, that you there are boundaries that you put on yourself to, you know, if you are being treated poorly, right? You can, if you're being treated poorly by an employee, talk to the manager, right? You know, it's not being a Karen, as they call it, Right. By asking to be treated, you know, to to speak to a manager, if you feel like the service that you are being provided is not up to what the owner, if, you know, representing the company well, right? You want to make sure that that company knows that they're that they are being represented well to the public. And if you're not being treated well, you know, um, you definitely want to make sure that you're 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 making sure that that company, that boss, because you imagine yourself, you are the boss of that company, and like you want to be portrayed well, right? Um, by your employees, because um, it's you know most it seems like most Yelp reviews are not necessarily about the negatives about the food. I mean, of course, yes, you know, for go to a restaurant, um, but like it seems like I see post after post after post. So like I'm never going there again because I had one bad experience with one employee waitress or whatever it was. They were super rude or it took them forever. So I'm giving them one star and I'm never going there again. Okay, that's a problem. That's stupid. <laughs> Let me just be honest. That is stupid. That is unloving. That is ungracious. That is unkind. You know, if maybe that employee was having a bad day, whatever it was, like, you know. And then, w- what is you know, your responsibility as a human being is to approach that person with compassion, right? You know, if they're if they're treating you poorly, you know, talk, you know, talk to them about it. Uh, they're a human being. Ask for better service. You know, ask, talk. You know, expect better. But But even like, even like, minister, like, hey, are you doing okay today? Like, you feel, are you, are you pretty overwhelmed today? Like, going badly? Um, We forget how to treat humans as humans. That they're, that they are, you know, there is a job. That they're, you know, they may, they may not be good at the job. Okay, you know, but don't treat them like a, like a jerk. Don't be mean. Don't be unkind. Don't be angry, you know. Uh, don't, they don't have something there cool you're disappointed oh cool like the you know the I mean I felt the temptation when I go to a restaurant like you know Chipotle or something and the tables were shut down I, I kind of rose up like why don't they have tables I'm going somewhere else you know you know and so there's like okay I wanted to go and hang out there but I can also you know kind of settle that area in my spirit yeah, all right they're, they're clo- the lobby's closed. I want, actually want to go somewhere and spend time, so that's just not here. I'll just go next door to Panda where I can sit down. Right. Well, yeah, Chipotle is open now. We, we went and hung out there yesterday. But like during that whole concept, like you know during that time, like disappointment. How do we deal with disappointment? Do we get angry and lash out at the people, out of the out of the business, out of the country, out of the company, or do we just simply readjust, go somewhere else, do something else? All these things are such a heart issue because they rise up in our emotions. We get, we get vindictive and, and selfish. You know, that word selfish ambition, like there's something more to that versus just like, I'm gonna accomplish something for myself, but it's like the, I'm only thinking about and looking and pursuing the way that I re- interact and react to the situation in front of me through the lens of self. Make me happy or I'm out. Make me happy or I am going to lash out. Make me happy or I'm going to get angry and upset, right? Uh, if, if I have a bad experience, how do we deal with unmet expectations um, in our in our time? You know, yes, inflation is happening to everyone. Prices are going up. Like even here, like you know, my my coffee used to be two dollars, and it was two dollars and twenty five cents, now it's two dollars and sixty five cents. Right? Inflation is hitting everyone. You know, the coffee shop that I come to doesn't have the Guatemala that I like anymore because they you know because they had to dwindle down their resources and and now they're only sticking to blends and not to single origins because it's become so difficult and so expensive to get the products that they want to provide for their customers so they have to you know they have to adjust right companies are having to adjust um, so they can pay their employees so that they can stay in business so that they can provide a quality product like businesses are trying to do as much as they can to serve their serve the people because that's why businesses exist. is to serve people a good, a service, right? So how do we how do we how do we exude the fruit of the spirit of love? How do we love humans? How do we love and, and show the love of Christ to this world? Joy. Our disposition has to be joyful. You no, know, yeah we might be going through something. You know, we're not gonna always be happy all the time, right? You know they, we don't we're not happy about inflation we're not happy about dis- you know supply distru- you know disruptions we're not happy about you know not like yay I get to pay more for my coffee you know it's it's not that we're like happy about it but we can still be happy in the midst of it you can choose joy Joy is something that you choose It's a decision it's a it's a hard decision and, and oftentimes it's something that we're we have to learn and, and readjust how do we interact and approach unmet expectations with a disposition of peace that Shalom bringing God Shalom by what having patience ah, kindness being kind and, and patient being good oh that's what it was gonna be I went to a pub the other day when I was at a conference in in, uh, in, in Billings and she she had kind of misplaced the, my card and uh, and, um, and she was looking through it and she's like kind of freaking out. And I was like, oh, it's right. You'll, you'll find it. You know, it's fine. I'm just sitting, just standing there, just being patient. Like, we're just talking, joking around. She's like, thank you so much for not being mean. I was like, it blew my mind that she would have to, to thank me for not being a jerk. Because I was like, you're welcome. I'm like, I'm so sorry that you have to, <laughs> that you feel like you have to thank someone for not being mean because you have so many customers being mean. Like, do you get a lot of mean people here? Like, oh my gosh, all the time, every day every person it seems like is is angry about something or is, is not is impatient or is just like is, is in a hurry it's, it's amazing to me like how 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 far a little bit of patience and kindness and treating people as a human being who god loves how far that goes you know, being you know, in the faithfulness to people, being faithful to friends, being faithful to family, no matter if other people have an issue with you, being faithful with them, like be as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all humankind, like with everyone, no matter if they snubbed you, no matter if they treat you poorly, no matter if you think that they're making stupid decisions or not, or decisions that you that you disagree with, be faithful in your relationships, gentle, being gentle with people, right? You don't have to be abrasive, you don't have to be unkind, you don't have to, you know, put on a a, a serious, you know serious disposition. Be someone who is, has a loving disposition, a joyful disposition, and here you know, gentle. Be gentle with people. Be gentle with yourself. Make a mistake. Be gentle with yourself. The often, oftentimes the the hardest person that we the person that we are hardest on is ourselves, right? Man, I'm so hard. On, I can be so hard on myself. I can treat myself so poorly. I can treat myself like I can treat myself like a jerk. I can berate myself and. and and just speak evil of myself, and right? And so we just abuse ourselves so much. So be gentle to yourself and to others. Be kind to yourself and to others. Be patient. Be that non-anxious presence in the world. So, you know, like, how can we do that? Just be patient. You know, be, be okay to wait. Don't... And here's the thing, like, even I was thinking about this, this today, I had, I, you know, I don't speed anymore. Like, I used to be, go, like, you know... Okay, when I lived in California, when I grew up in California, learned how to drive. I was going like you know 15 miles over the speed limit because everyone else was. So I learned how to drive speeding down the down the freeway, and then I moved to Texas and got pulled over a couple times for doing that. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to learn with this. And so I basically kind of okay, where's that place? How how much can I break the law to where they won't pull me over, right? And so I would go like four, you know, five miles an hour over, or seven miles an hour miles an hour over, on the freeway, right? But then I was like I moved here and I was like, you know, so i would go four under. Four, I'm four over, right? And I just like kept thinking about. It. I was like, you no. Know, as far as it depends on me, what is my conscience? Am I abiding by the laws of the land? So I've just I've decided my conscience. I'm going the speed limit or under. I'm not going to go over. I'm not going to go even if a couple miles over miles an hour over. I'm sticking to 55 on Jackrabbit. And so I, I stuck to that. I was going 55, and I could tell that the person behind me wanted me to go faster. Sometimes I got I'll get flashed right? Um, and of course, I make sure that I'm in the slow lane, right? You know? and if, unless I'm passing someone, right? But I just, I stick to, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. I don't live my life in a hurry. I, I will leave early in order to get somewhere early so that I don't have to hurry. I will wrap up what I'm doing early, right? Like I got to pick up my kids in about, about 20, 30 minutes, right? So I set an alarm 15 minutes before so I'm not in a hurry, so I can pack up my things and not be in a hurry. How can you make intentional decisions to be a non-hurried person, to be a non-anxious presence in an anxious world, in a hurried and anxious world? That is a way that you can bring patience to this world. That, you know, that is a way that you can bring kindness. How tip, oh my gosh. When you go to a restaurant, tip. That's their. That is their wages. I, it surprises me. The more I, more people I hear, in this world that don't tip at a restaurant, right? Um, you can feel free. You know, feel free to tip at different places. Like tip your barista. Tip your, tip your bartender, right? Tip people because oftentimes that's what they live on. Uh, right? Like different coffee shops are only paying like eight bucks an hour. They live off the tips. Restaurant workers don't really get an income. They get like two bucks an hour, maybe, if they get that to pay the taxes. But they live off of their tips. So tip when you go to a restaurant. Tip well. Be generous. Live your life generously. Give money away. Like get you know, give resources away. Um, and we're, we're looking at doing that this, this this summer from you know with our gardens. You know, how can we as gardeners in the church? Make enough food and trust God enough to, to put away at least 10% of what we grow so that people in our church and people in, around us in our city, you know, in Belgrade can, can, have, can have food. I mean, the Bible even talks about that. Like, it was, a way, it was the way of God being generous to the poor. And so we as, as, as believers need to be generous and think about first, I mean, think about the people in our own church who don't have enough and be able to to put aside some things from our gardeners you know maybe if you uh, want to of one pick up gardening this year you know gardening is is super cheap I mean, it's you know pretty for the most part you know, how can you grow a garden it's it's pretty simple um it can be simple it can be cheap it can be right you can go all exorbitant right, right? but how can we you know be generous to one another with what we have um, hunters, I mean, let's, let's get some extra tags and maybe fill, fill some extra freezers. You know, we're planning on if we have, have the ability to put an extra freezer downstairs in the church. So if you, you know, if you want to donate, you know, 10% of your meat, uh, this coming hunting season, or if you get a, you know, if you buy a, a beef or a pig, we can put some stuff aside for the poor people in, you know, for the, those who need some things, you know, those who, the, who are the poor in our church. Um, and then, you know, seeing if there's other people in our community that, that have a need as well. That you come into contact with. And, and it's, a, it's a way for us to be generous. So, being living life generously uh, with our finances and with our resources, right? Being kind, being, being generous. So, tip be kind. Just simply, gosh, going, just being kind to people. Even if you're an employee, being kind and being patient and enduring with a very difficult customer. Because, like, we know the, you are people in these industries that are approaching and encountering these people, right? Um, so even the way that you treat people can can oftentimes, you know, bring that response. I love hearing stories from, you know, my my friend, our dear friend Sienna working, who's you're probably watching this, you know, who, who works at Target and just like, even like getting gift cards and and love offering, you know, getting generosity from people and customers at Target and how that just makes her day. Like maybe you can do that as a customer, certain places, like how can you make someone's day? um, at, at, or, you know, at, you know maybe a, a person you see frequently, you know, if you frequent a place like, you know, like, like Abel, like, how can you be generous to them? How can you love and create a relationship with them and be, be kind and, 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 uh, and loving, you know, in your relationships. So I think I, it's just, as we go about our business, like thinking about all the different times in the Bible, it talks about conduct because that's what kind of really, that word kept coming to my mind, conduct, 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 and there are 14 times in the New Testament alone where it talks about your conduct, you know, um, and and just these different, okay, thir- 13, you know, for the rulers, uh, okay, 12, where it talks about your conduct, you know, being mindful of your conduct. Uh, the testimony of our conduct is that we have conducted ourselves, our conduct, right, conducted ourselves, and especially toward you, with godly sincerity and purity. Not with hum- human wisdom, but God's grace. You know, First Thessalonians two ten says, "You are witnesses, and so is God, of how devoutly, devoutly, righteously, and blamelessly we conducted ourselves with you believers." Right. 1 Timothy three fifteen. If I should be delayed, I have uh, um, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the, of the living God and p- the pillar of and foundation of the truth. Man. That passage is powerful and hard-hitting. How you conduct yourselves, right? Um, we are the how, how we conduct ourselves in the church. How you conduct not just like in the practices of the church, but people who know that we are part of the church. How do they view God, the the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth in this world? How that's how the world around us will know that we love one another. That's how people will know God. Is how we conduct ourselves. In this in this world is the church, right? And with one another, specifically in the household of the fa- of faith, right? How do we treat each other, and how do we treat them? Um, don't let anyone whoop, Don't let anyone despise your youth, but but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, um, in faith and in purity. First, uh, that's First uh, Timothy 12, 4, four. T- I'm sorry, First Timothy First Timothy four twelve. Second Timothy three ten. But you have followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance. So as we as we go about, like that's what I, that's the way that I try to live. So that you know people that who, who know me, who see me, who encounter me can, can take that conduct and live it in their own lives, right? And so how you know, how, are we exuding that same conduct in our lives? Uh, Hebrews 13.8, for pray for us for we can, are convinced that we have a clear conscience wanting to conduct ourselves honorably in everything. How are you conducting yourselves in this world? Um, do you have a clear conscience? Do, do we have a clear conscience by the way that we live our lives? Uh, James 3.13, who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from uh, wisdom. So having wisdom. He even says earlier, he says, yeah, ask if anyone lacks wisdom, what? Ask and it'll be given. So if you're, if you feel like you're not doing well in this area and you need wisdom to do it, ask, ask God and he will give it. First um, 1 Peter 1 15. But as the one who called you is holy, you all, you also are to be holy in all of your conduct. Be holy in your conduct. Live the holiness of who you are. You are a saint in the Lord, be it. Live it. 1 Peter one seventeen. a couple of verses later. If you appeal to the Father who judges impatient, impartially, not impatiently, impartially according to each one's work, you are to what? Conduct yourselves in reverence during your time living as strangers, or you know, aliens in this world. 1 Peter 2.12. Conduct yourselves honorably among the, the Gentiles, the world, the pagans, the, the heathens, just the, the people, the world, so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and glorify God on the day he visits. Do we want to be an honest and truthful and beautiful picture of our beautiful and powerful living God? Conduct ourselves honorably among, among people in this world. No matter how the world around you acts, no matter how the world around Pete treats each other, no matter how they treat customers, no matter how, they tr- how, you, how other people treat employees, it doesn't matter. No matter how others treat others, you treat people and others honorably, holy, as holy people, the way that God would treat them. How do we do that? Ask for wisdom, Um, asking for God to live through the Spirit through you. Walk by the Spirit and you will not glory, you will not Fulfill the desires of the world around us. The, you know the flesh, the sarks, the this realm, the physical realm. You know, that, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify those desires. We have to walk by the Spirit. Pray, understand who we are, remember who we are. First Peter three sixteen. Yet do all this with gen- with gentleness, reverence, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you accuse those who dispar st- whose do those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to. You shame second peter three twelve. since all things are to be dis- dissolved in this way it is clear that what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness as you wait for the day of god and hasten its coming so so walk by the spirit keep in step with the holy spirit Spend time with the Lord. Spend time with God's people. Spend time with each other. Spend time in worship. Spend time in His Word. Seek wisdom. You know, we need to worship. We need, you know, we need to gather to worship. We need to come together physically to come together to worship. Don't just simply rely on on being, you know, on this kind of medium and watching things and listening to podcasts or, or watching sermons or listening to sermons. Like, come, show up, be in person, be loved, love others, encounter others. Um, Again, stop pursuing self and get with the program. Get with with what God loves. God loves the church. God loves the gathering of the saints. God loves what? The communion of saints, as it says in the, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. The communion of saints, which is the gathering of his people. The word church means assembly, the bringing together of people. And we can't be the church. You can't be a properly expressing Christian believer, saint in the church without coming and being a part of the physical, in-person expression of the kingdom of God. you got to come. You gotta show up for worship. You gotta show up in in small groups. You know, come and join something. <laughs> you know, there's the you know, there's so many things. Like we've got three things, well four really. If you think about it, we've got you know there's there's you know I've got my theology pub every second and four, and fourth Wednesday of the month. Uh, I'm adding a Facebook group. Come and join it. Um, and, you know, Amberlin's group. You know, Amberlin's uh, Bloom group. Uh, which is just people coming together for crafts and things like that um, people who are creatives you know painting and, and macrame or crochet or or knitting like it's it's basically we're just trying to provide you know, excuses to get together you know furs and fins with josh you know come and, and be a part if you love fishing hunting being outdoors you know outdoors adventures you know come and, and it's once it's one what thir- you know, tuesday night a month at seven o'clock for an hour or so an hour or two and, it, and being able to go out and do adventures and go fishing and do this and do that, like it's an opportunity to come together to live your lives, to express your faith, to love, have an opportunity to love others in the church. Um, and then we have, you know, it's, it's not ours as a shift church, but we have a men's group that meets in our church every Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. Uh, before, you know, come and, and, you know, they can meet for breakfast and a Bible study with our, with our brothers and sisters over at the table church, Right. They, 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 you know, Grant Eichelberg, you know, meets and with his, with his men, with Fred and all those guys. And I've heard it's just an amazing gathering. It's a great gathering. And plus you get food, right? Come before work, you know, show up at 630 for, for a meal and a Bible study and then go to work at eight. They, they're usually done by like eight. Um, and so if you want more information about that, you can contact me, but then, you know, but then, but also pursue individual relationships, like meet up for coffee, like meet up with people, you know, engage with people on on a one-on-one basis, discipleship, mentorship, friendship you know <laughs> devote yourself to friendships um, we need each other we need relationships we need friendships and be kind you know a lot of times you know people can become you know more and more you see them at different places that you frequent you can grow and develop a relationship with them or grow and develop a rapport and a reputation for how loving you are or not are you going to be that customer quote-unquote or are you going to be ah oh, the the customer that they look forward to seeing, right? Um, how can you become that, that face that people look forward to seeing, and not desire to pass you off to another employee? Um, you know, so I hope that how, this has been a quite a longer discussion than I thought it would be. Um, but how do we conduct ourselves? You know, we need to conduct ourselves with all godliness, with as the holy saints that we are as the representation of God on this earth. We are the presence and the representation. We are the ambassadors of God and his kingdom in this world through you, through me, through us is, as His church. And so how do we express that? How do we exude that? Um, and so I, I feel like this, this ought to take up our attention and our affection and our energy to cultivate this more and more and more, um, and maybe it might be even just simply, be, you know, taking on the the courage to to speak to someone, to talk to the employee, talk to the the to talk to the, the cashier, talk to the um, the, the you know the, the target worker, talk to your customer, talk to your coworker, you know, develop a relationship and a rapport in order to dis- to put on display the goodness of the kingdom of God, the love of our God. 'Cause that's what we're supposed to be as saints in this world. So I love you guys. I hope this has been encouraged and giving giving you something to think about uh, this week as we as we talk about this concept. So love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.